we coming all the way from uh, Tel Aviv and I brought you a picture of our beautiful city, uh, Tel Aviv. It's uh, not actually, this is uh, not that uh, beautiful and not. <laughs> so this is, this is Tel Aviv, this is Tel Aviv and a very, very nice uh, looking city. It's a high tech city actually. Uh, year 2021, we were giving uh, like, you know, uh, uh, some uh, accounts that this is the most expensive city of the world now. I don't know if it's a good news or bad news. For us, it's a bad news. For you, maybe it's a good news. You can come travel to be in the most expensive city. It's very beautiful, yeah? We have a beach shore, we have a high buildings, and it's getting more and more developed every year by year. But 100 years ago, this city was not look like that at all. It was something like this. Uh, bushes, a little bit of desert, and 40 families gathered together. And this guy over there on the hill say, come on, let's plant a new city. And everyone were, they were so excited, especially that lady you see on the right side from me, left side you with a nice beautiful hat and dress. She was the most pumped lady because for the next 30 or 40 years, <laughs> she put aside her dress and a hat and she was planting a new city. There is something special about Jewish nation. We have resilient spirit. We learn within thousands of years how to endure hard times and how to be resilient. So in a few more uh, minutes, uh, we're going to teach you on resilience. Are you ready? You want to be resilient a little bit more? You know, we all have been going through quite difficult season this last two years. We had the issues. We have war now in Ukraine and it's infected all Europe and most likely all, all, all the world. And by the way, me personally, I'm Ukrainian Jew, so I was born in Ukraine in Kyiv. So I think this combination of Ukrainian and, Ukrainian and Jewish, I really have something to share about resilience with you, okay? Because you see now how Ukrainian people resilient, how they endure and they keep, keep going, keep fighting, even all world gave them just few days and they thought that they will give up. So there is something special about this resilience in our characters, you know? All of us, we go in through difficult seasons, through hard times, through our deserts, and if you would learn what this resilience is and how to grow this endurance to grow this resilient you might achieve a lot more amen are you interested okay so two weeks ago I finished my Iron Man okay now you can bring your picture <laughs> I finished uh, my first Iron Man it's a it's a endurance competition five hours 45 minutes for half Iron Man it's two kilometers swim 90 kilometers biking and 21 kilometer one uh, run it's all in one day event five hours 45 minutes non-stop okay non-stop people ask me oh you stop or not and this is very exciting event especially iron man it's a build-up stages lots of volunteers encourages you huge amazing you know crazy atmosphere pumping atmosphere and people ask me like how in the world you can do it it's tough it's hard it's impossible the event itself it's so hard man i telling you event it's the easiest part of Ironman journey. 
Okay? The event itself, it's an exciting time. I, I ran five, five full marathons as well. And each marathon, it's so exciting days. You cannot sleep all night before. You're so excited. Adrenaline is pumping. And you, boom, you start. You finish in three hours. You get your medal. And you're exciting. So the race day and the finish line day, it's actually a very exciting day. It's not boring. It's not tiring. I mean, you're a little bit tired afterwards. But if you prepared well, if you trained well during the last five years, then you can cross your finish line. You know, for the full marathon, you have to uh, run about 800, 900 kilometers in the training period. And then you can smash these 42 kilometers with a smile on your face. We're saying with Ironman, it's about 8 to 10 hours per week of consistent training during three months. So it's not that easy. The training, you understand where I'm, where I'm, where I'm taking you? The, crossing the finish line, the race day, it's a fun day. All of us, we have our own races, yeah? Someone races could be a healthy family. You want to build healthy family. You want to build healthy relationship. And man, I promise you, it's a long-term distance Ironman, five Ironman higher, <laughs> harder run than just, uh, you know, uh, a little chill jogging uh, after, uh, you know, lunchtime or before. <laughs> maybe your, your race is raising kids. Or maybe your race is uh, it's a ministry. Maybe your race, like for me, is a church planting in a, in a church graveyard city, Tel Aviv. And it's not that easy at all. And it's, it's, it takes from you every day, every single day of consistent endurance and painful processes we're going through towards our dreams and goals. Okay? So let's open the Bible scripture. And uh, we... We'll, uh, we will learn from Paul who reads a message, a letter actually to Corinthians in uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 9 verses 24 and 25. Do you not know Then in race all the runners run? Amen. Okay. In the race everyone is running. Okay. But only one gets the prize. Thankful God for the Ironman competitions. Everyone who crossed the finish line get a medal, okay? <laughs> but not everyone finished. Two weeks ago, we started 1,800 people. Only 1,200 finished. So 600 people, they couldn't finish the race. So, and he continues, run in such a way as to get the prize. So we're not running our races just for fun. Am I right? So we have a goal, let's say it's healthy family or growing church or successful business. This is your goal. This is your finish line. Or maybe it's a prayer life. T take any, any type of race you're running. Your goal is to get the medal. Your goal is to finish this race and get the prize. Cross the finish line. Okay? Everyone who competes in the games goes into strict training. Oh, this part we don't like, huh? We would love to run through the finish line and everyone cheers you up and you say, oh, you're so amazing. You built such a successful family. Your kids, look at these amazing, beautiful boys. They love Jesus. They are with you. This is so amazing. Man, 
it's a hard 15 years of work to raise such a kids. Every day you have to be consistent and pray with them and raise them and, and bring them to church when they don't want and so on and so on. Oh, now they want. Yeah, they, do you love to be here? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but we don't like this part of strict training. Look at this. They do it to get a crown that will not last. So like me, runner, you know, I'm getting... Uh, I'm, I'm running this for the medal I paid myself actually to get. So this is all the trainings, everything we do in our life for the, for the just a silly medal or the crown which will not last. But there is races in our life which we will get in the end, the crown, better one. But we do it, Paul says, it to get a crown that will last forever. We do what? We go through the strict training. So there is a training process in our life, friends. There is a training process when we go in through our hard times. My, my time is done? Ooh, it's just introduction, my man. Okay. So we're running. We're running. Okay. <laughs> uh, okay. Hebrew 12. We see in the Hebrews 11, there is a plenty of people with the, their, their, their fathers of our faith, okay? Have you read uh, Hebrew 11? If not, do it your homework. It's a very huge list of people who finished the race. They crossed the finish line. They did well. And Bible says in Hebrews 12 uh, verse 1, Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a huge crowd of witnesses to the life of faith, let us strip off every way that slows us down. Especially the sin that so easily trips us up. And let us run with endurance the race God has set before us. So what the author to this uh, Hebrews says? He says, shake off the way that slows you down. Whatever it slows you down, maybe it's excuses. Oh, this is not for me. I'm not fit. I'm not ready to go through these hard times. Man, James 1 verses 2 and 4 says, Dear brothers and sisters, when troubles of any kind come your way, consider it an opportunity for a great joy. So when we go in through the strict training process, when we go in through this tough time in our life, maybe it's even a family. We're dreaming of having beautiful, nice-looking, believing family, but it's not yet there. Put a smile on your face, huh? Because you know you're going through one point, and you're ready to run, and you're running, and it's hard. It's not easy. No one cheers you up when you are alone there praying for your kids. But you know why you're praying? Because there is a finish line waiting for you. God promised you saved kids. God promised you successful people. God promised you growing church. God promised you. And it continues. Look at this. Verse 3. For you know that when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. So let it grow. Tell to your neighbor, let it grow. Let grow the endurance of your faith. Grow this endurance. 
For when your endurance is fully developed, you will be perfect and complete, needing nothing. Man, I love this man and woman of faith. We found him a lot in Hebrews chapter 11, but I want to mention one hero. His name is Job. Actually, not. I, I, I skip it. You want me to continue? Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> okay. So his name is Job. You know Job? You know Job? How he lost everything. And he was really under severe testing and strict training for his faith. He lost everything. But we know why Job accomplished his run. Why he crossed the finish line? Because Bible says, God says about Job himself, that he was blameless, a man of complete integrity. He feared God and stayed away from evil. So Job, he was blameless. In Hebrew, we have word for blameless. It's tamam. It means being complete, being authentic. Walk your talk. When, tr when, when, when troubles come, this is the time to be authentic, my man. Not only in church when everything is all right and we say we are authentic. But when troubles come you, when crisis hits you. Job, was, Job, Job had integrity. Integrity in, in Hebrew it says yashar. And yashar we use the word is just a straight line. Just let your yes be yes and your no be no. Because there is so many things when you're going through hard times in your life, you have to say no to. Amen. The third thing, he feared God. Fear of God, there is different explanation. What does it mean in Hebrew exactly? But one of the explanation is I will see. Ire. I will see. Whom you see when you run in this, in this training process, your life. When you run in your race, to whom you look. And the fourth one, it's stay away from evil. And stay away in Hebrew, it's sur. And if something we're not allowed kids to do, we say asur. Don't touch it. Don't touch evil. Don't come even closer to evil. And the, the second man, it's, it's, his name is Jacob. And I want to give you a huge round of applause to this beautiful lady. Because this is her favorite hero. Thank you. You doing good? Are you fulfilled with endurance already? Good. So actually, I, I really like jo Jacob and Job as well. All of them. They are amazing. But, okay. Jacob, he was really... Resilience for what? For blessing. He really want to get it. He really want to get it. And if he wanted something, he would get it. So we have sometimes in our life, not just during actually crisis, we need to have resilience. We need to have resilient spirit when you get to the blessing that God promises. We need to hold on to not give up in the middle and not to get what we want. Did you experience something? Come on. I hope not. I hope not. If you did, continue running. Just stand up again and go and run. But actually, what was with Jacob? The blessing that he ran after, it was the blessing not he made up. It was the blessing actually God promised to his mom when he was in the belly with his brother. 
It was actually prophecy. It was promise of God that he really wanted to. But he tried to get it, the good thing, the blessing from God. He tried to get it, but the wrong way. This is the thing. And it's almost crushed him. It almost crushed him. So sometimes we have amazing blessing, Bible full of blessing for us. Me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Amen. We are healed by his wounds. Amen. Amen. We would be rich on every good deeds. Amen. Amen. We have so many blessings in the Bible that God promised us. But sometimes we want to help God as the Jacob did. We try to do a deal or something. He went to his brother and said, sell me your first right, firstborn right. He tried to buy a blessing that God promised him. Sometimes we want to do the same. We want to buy something and we, we will think, okay, if I will have it, then I would be happy. Not working. <laughs> Not working. And then, did he succeed? Yes. Actually, he bought it. The deal was done. But it wasn't work. Nothing happened. Yes? Michi, can I have your phone, please? What is, what is the phone do you have? What, what the number? <laughs> 12, nice. It's better than my actually, you know that? Thank you. I can I keep it? Thank you. I will try. So I really want to have this phone. You can, how easy you can get things? <laughs> actually, it's not so hard. I want it, I ask it, I get it. Easy. Sometimes I can give him money and then he will give it to me. But the thing is, I really like it. You see, nice picture with the boys. Nice. But if I want to use the iPhone, if I want to use this phone, and I try to unlock it, what I see? The password. I have the thing. I want it. I have it. But actually, it's useful. Because what? Because I don't have a password. So who does have the password? Okay, Michi, right? But God has the password. Because blessing from who? From God. iPhone whom? Michi's iPhone. He has, a, he has a blessing for me. If he unlock it, then I can use it and be blessed fully. Thank you. Give Michi a huge applause. Well done. Nice picture. <laughs> so, then Jacob tried to make it deeper, and he went to his father and lied to his father. He not just tried to buy it, he lied it, he sinned. And actually, father, what, what father did? He blessed him. He blessed him. But what happened? This blessing, actually, he got was turned to a curse for Jacob. 
We want to have a husband. We build relationship, not godly way. And it's turned a cursing in our life. No husband, your heart is broken, and you shared it to pieces. You want it, you get it. But it's not working. So till the Jacob ran away from his family. No money, God, actually father blessed him, but no money, no relationship. And his brother that would serve him, want to kill him. Not really a good servant attitude, right? Nothing. And he was alone with it, without anything, broken. And then he said, okay, God, I give up. I give up fighting for blessing you promised me. Fighting for something that you promised my mom that I will have. I tried, I didn't get it. So then he said, if you would, would be my God and you would bless me, I will serve you. It was the deal of all of his life. And I want to read you the Bible verse, the Psalm 127 first. Unless the Lord builds the house, the work of the builders is wasted. Did you feel sometimes something common? You spend a days to do this and it's nothing till God bless it. <sighs> Unless the Lord protects the city, guardian it with centuries will do not good. Whatever we do, we build our lives, we try to be healthy. Sometimes sickness just comes. That's it. You try to be healthy, but it just comes. Not because you did something wrong. It just comes. You try to build a career. You give all hours, but you were fired. Nothing actually worked. So what we need to do, it doesn't mean we need to give up. It means... We need to invite God and say, bless me. Be resilient with this. Say, bless me. And then the Jacob was ready to pay the price for the blessing. Because if you have blessing from God, if you have promise in your life from God, it's worth it to pay the price. Yeah. It's worth it to wait. It's worth it. Have this struggling and training yourself, it's worth it because the price are amazing. And then he worked for his wife seven years or even more. Yes. And he was ready to get the blessing from God. And God actually blessed him a lot. That actually people see around it that he is blessed. God with him. And before the meeting with his brother, he was fighting with Angel and he was hold on on God. And he said, I'm not let you go till you bless me. Do we actually hold on on God how we try to build our life? 
Let's actually be endurance in this. Let's actually be resilience. Hold on on God more than we hold on on our blessings and the promises. Let's not give up on God just because we don't have something. Because actually God has all the answers. He has all the passwords. He has access to your blessings. So just hold on on God and ask God, I'm not going till you not bless me. I won't do it till you not bless me, till you not go before me. Amen. Amen. Here we go. Well done, Natasha. Thank you very much. And in the end, we're going uh, to learn something in the resilience of Jesus. I really like how he was resilient. And let's look at the Hebrews 12, the end of the verse 1 and the beginning, and, and the beginning of the uh, second verse. It says, let us run with endurance the race God has set before us. So we, we reading these verses after the list of heroes from the Bible. Yeah, after the list of, you know, resilient, endured faith leaders. And he says, let us run with endurance the race God has set before us. We do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus, the champion who initiates and perfect our faith. I love it. I really love it that Jesus himself, he is into the process of per making perfect our faith. When we're running through our races, when we're going through hard times, our sight should be on Jesus. You remember the job I will see? I will see Jesus. How Jesus have done it with me and for me. And then we see in Matthew chapter 6 and verse 24, we say, Jesus, okay, how can I do it? How can I do it with you? And then he says, Jesus said to his disciples, if any of you wants to be my follower, you must give up your own way, take up your cross and follow me. You know, Jesus didn't promise us easy life. Jesus didn't say, you come to me, everything will be perfect and easy and easy going. He says, no, you need to take this cross. But what he meant, he says, I will be always with you during this process. When you go through the uh, darkest valley in your life, into a very deep crisis. Maybe your life, it looks like a thorns right now. And you feel, Jesus, where you are? Jesus says, I am with you. You, I'm running your race with you. And, and he, Jesus says, take up your cross. And sometimes it's not easy. It's, it can be quite heavy cross in our life. Maybe it's your family and it's a heavy topic in your life. Maybe it's like me, I'm carrying the cross of church planting in Tel Aviv. And it's a not easy process. And I don't know how many times, how many years it will take me to go through my finish line. But the idea is, I see my finish line. I see the promise of God. Jesus is carrying this cross with me because he knows what does exactly mean the pain going and carrying the cross. So when Jesus says, take up your cross and follow me, it means you will have hard times in your life. 
you will go maybe you know and it will be very difficult for you and you would want to give up your training season your training process your your hard times your your turbulations your uh, your deep crises in your life but man look at the finish line look at the promise which jesus promised you and man you will run you will go in your life and you will cross the finish line Paul says I kept my faith and I finished my race and I believe for all of us one day it's so close sometimes and we give up and we say oh it's too heavy oh, it's too heavy you gave up maybe just five trainings before the race day and then you're not able to do it I encourage you today take up your cross Maybe sometimes it's even with the thorns. Maybe it's heavy. Maybe it's, it's too hard to bear. But Jesus is with you. And you will cross your finish line. And when you're crossing your finish line, boom! Everyone is applauding you. <laughs> because you're, you are successful. Because you finish your race well. Because Jesus himself, he... He gave you internal crown and it's not only the eternity thank you Jesus we don't need to carry the cross to get salvation it's for free okay but all the rest things like successful family successful business successful life you know blessings he promised us we need to go through these hard times but I don't know about you I'm doing this for my crown <laughs> I would never finish Iron Man without seeing my finish line every time when we, when it was early in the morning you wake up five six o'clock you put your shoes on and you go and you run and you don't want to do it you close your eyes and you see the medal you see your crown you see your successful family you see your child serving the Lord and maybe you today sitting here and you going through very difficult season I know partly the Ukrainian community is here you feeling this pain and it's unbearable you say God why those thorns in my head I want to encourage you put a smile on your face maybe it's a little dumb stupid smile but you know why you're smiling you see the finish line you see how God is going with you through this finish line and you getting your promises what God promised to you so we're gonna pray and then we're gonna worship one more song and let us all close our eyes and I, I, I really believe that there is few people here in this room who is going through very difficult season and you're feeling pain and depression it's so hard for you to bury when no one is looking around, I want you to raise your hand, not to me, but to God. And say, Jesus, I want to hold on you. I want to hold on your blessings for me until you bless me. Thank you. I see a few hands around. Jesus, you see these hands and I ask you, I know that you are with them, but I ask you to show your support. Hug them, be so close to every each one of them. And 
renew their vision to see the crown, to see the finish line, to see the promises you have promised to them. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Let's stand up and we will, we will worship with one more song. And if you need, just go deeper to Jesus and ask Him to be with you until we get in our crown. Amen. Hey, thanks for watching. Hey, our passion for people is that we see them grow in their relationship with Jesus, live fearlessly and influence their people and the surrounding in a positive way. And if you would like to be part of that vision, we thank you so much for your financial support because that would make it possible. I hope that this message spoke to you really. And if you don't have subscribed to our channel, please do this. And it's always a big blessing. Maybe you know some people in your neighborhood or in your friendship say that podcast could be a very well cool thing just share the link because it's pretty pretty easy and I'm looking forward to see you again tune in and God bless you and see you soon bye bye